What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just want to welcome you to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. While I have your attention, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, please leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. And you know we do have the Patreon, so I would love if y'all signed up for the Patreon. We have subscriptions as low as $3, and you get full access to everything. Exclusive episodes, exclusive content, new stuff that I'm working on check it out thank y'all for the support and enjoy the show yeah hard to let it go oh yeah yeah new episodes coming out every week i went to miami to take a little break today's guest gave me some thoughts for me to think she even brought her own libation so we could drink but back to the episode and it was pretty cool we talked about sexual healing ways i didn't know being intimate better take more than 34 being intimate you can learn how to be a pro she does classes also she's a doula erotic educator and i could be a tutor that's a jokey joke before calling it quits it's the art of letting go and it's 176 <laughs> oh these are fun getting to dive into like just our most vulnerable creative selves and mm-hmm. I feel like I really got to know you and I feel like and I'll be honest I feel like you really saw me in yeah. that space because uh I remember clearly there was one day that you just told me how you felt about me and I really appreciated that um would you mind introducing yourself to the people yeah thank you for having me of course of I course. am Raka Nature Ho uh, tantrika, uh, the art of pleasure, uh, a doula, and uh, erotic educator. That's what's up. That's what's up. How are you feeling today? I am feeling really blessed. Um, like you know, in the sunshine, uh, the clouds are flowing, people are flowing and going, and we're here in the middle. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. So. We have a new segment on the show that is called Thought of the Week. So I record a thought, just something that's on my mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm always curious to hear other people's opinions on it. So I will play this thought for you and then you tell me what you think. Okay. So I wanted to try recording my thoughts for the week and just sharing a thought after meditation and, um, Something that came up for me is just, where are you spending your time? Where am I spending my time? Who am I spending that time with? Those places, those people, those things. What am I consuming with my time? And is it of value to me? Are you spending the time? I was thinking about where I spend my time, how I'm spending my time, and those people, places, and things, and what is the value of that for me and I'm curious in your life like how are you spending your time as far as like the people places and things and what what is what feels most valuable to you Mm. so how I'm spending my time um, and with people at this point in time in life it's like now I don't really have to wean the people out because the universe life God has itself of just removing people without me having to pick up a phone to do something um, this is where I've gotten a point in my life and so who now I I just every day I will 
in morning at nighttime you know I call in you know I do my mantras I call in whether it's clients the people that need to be in my life that are in alignment with me the, that respect me that love me and support me and see me who I am and not trying to change so and if they are it's to elevate me and not keep me in the low vibration right and to keep me in the matrix all yeah. that so I say my time right now it keeps just getting better and better because it started off with me um, you know in my path of herbalism the spiritual path and then it has just grown and grown and where it's like meeting Elise and then I met you and then meeting so many other awesome people yeah. and so from there it just life just gets better and better and even though if we don't talk every day we don't see each other every day but it's just how we expand that growth and understanding of expansion of self um, when we do connect because we continue that you know of working on ourselves and that self-love and where we can just come together and we just fit back into the peace yeah 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 that's what's up thank you mm-hmm. shoot I brought you on because, uh, man, I've been wanting to get you on for a minute. Mm -hmm. But when you reached out and said you wanted to be on the podcast, I thought that was really dope Mm -hmm. because uh, you do a lot of dope things. And I think the biggest one that stands out to me is that you're an erotic educator. Mm -hmm. And um, can you explain what that is exactly? Well, being an erotic educator is just going past that taboo of what people have been really have ingrained yeah. since birth. Yeah. And letting go of those taboos, letting yeah. go of the shame. Um, but also, you know, you have a duality, a polarity of the sacredness to the erotica, whether it's with self and with other. And then also you have you know, the B side of where, you know, it is the trust, the naughtiness, the letting Mm. go, but still there is the respect factor in all of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Um, And I'm listening to you as you talk and like I myself, speaking from my own personal experience, have really had a hard time of just letting myself be free sexually mainly because of uh i guess my journey of like Mm -hmm. you know my sexuality Mm -hmm. and navigating that and also having those thoughts in the back of my mind like just ingrained in my mind of like you know homosexuality Mm -hmm. and you know just what it is and it just being seen so negative so it really it really made it hard for me to sometimes connect with my partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's, this is something that's very common. And I think that puts a lot of blockages in people because, you know, it stems from, like I said, from birth and then onward until, yeah. you know, especially, you know, if, especially if you're coming from a religious background in the church and, you know, they, you are taught to separate uh, your sexuality, your sense of 
emotion and feeling of that part. Yeah. Um, and then separating and then, you know, you're just like, no, you need to be, you need to be holy um, in another way. Yeah. But not knowing with Tantra, it is, um, Tantra is like life, life force of, if all, encompasses all. And that includes fertility, includes sexuality, sensuality. And, but it's the whole thing of like religion. It's like, yes, you're connecting, you know, whether you're in prayer of like yeah. to source to God. And with Tantra, it's like the weaving of like, of mind, body, and spirit weaving of mind body and spirit and how you know you you intertwine and connect all so that it is of higher consciousness and connecting to higher source and you know that's that's also sex is included and that entails everything that we do in life with intention with connection and that is tantra yeah yeah um what led you on your journey to to becoming an educator of erotica um, it first it was just my uh, journey at a young age, like really liking the reproduction yeah. side to um, both like with with all bodies and just like how life cycle works, how death works, how the body works, and then from there, um, it just coming from. Um, a, I'm trying to word it differently. I don't want to. I am a victor of domestic domestic violence. Oh wow! Yeah, and so um, that journey, as well as like um, sexual abuse in childhood, you know, it's like pushing and working through, you know, all these questions that I couldn't really talk to. So I, I really like spoke to myself. Yeah, and and um reading getting educated by researching yeah um reading things out there and back then like things weren't online because there's no such thing as online so it was really going to the library and opening up books and and seeing stuff and um and really talking to people who if i came across like i just felt just my intuition like i can feel safe to talk to whatever subject about yeah and that's really dope because I feel like, you know, uh, just intimacy in general is not really a topic that we talk about mm-hmm. um, in families. Uh, I, I feel like me and my my close friends are starting to actually mm-hmm. talk about intimacy mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. just in the way of like, oh, this was fun or this mm-hmm. was this. Mm-hmm. Like really talking about those real moments of mm-hmm. like. Uh, I felt a little shame in this experience mm-hmm. or, you know, just those type of things. And I'm, I'm curious to know for you, like, how would what would you suggest to people as far as like opening up those conversations amongst people around you? Uh-huh. Well, definitely like the world, the, the world needs definitely needs sexual healing mm-hmm. on all levels and not speaking about physical but really when I, you know, getting back to the sense of self, yeah. the sense of getting into your body. And it's like, what is it that I like? Yeah. And then when's the last time, you know, I took the time and explored myself and what yeah. I like. Because opposed to, you know, you're, 
it, it, you know, everyone's first teacher seems like is porn. Yeah. And it is a really bad thing. Yeah. Because you're, it's that, and it, the induction, that, that graining of like, I have to perform fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to perform fast before someone like opens the door and busts me. Yeah. You know, in whatever aspect, whether it's with self or it's with a partner. Yeah. It's going fast. You're not taking your time. And so I have a thing that I like teach um, in my workshops is that, you know, it's that taking the time for self. Like we are, we self are sacred, sacred temples. Yeah. You don't rush into a sacred temple. Yeah. You take your time. You observe. You know, you, you use your senses. You feel, you touch, you smell. And... I like to tell people, um, and it started off with me telling, uh, you know, beloveds I was with, like, I'm not porn. Mm. We are not on a 15. And I'm not a 30. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And so I started, you know, telling people that um, in my workshops. And and then people was getting it. People were getting it. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, uh... You mentioned porn, and I'm curious to know, like, what is your opinion on porn? And, uh, yeah, I ask that because I'm not really, I'm not really, I've never really been a porn uh-huh. watcher. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I understand why people watch it, but I also understand how it can taint your thoughts of what sex is supposed to mm-hmm. be or how it's supposed to be. Um. One, I'm not knocking anyone's craft that, course, that does uh, that. And, but, you know, if we're wanting the connection and porn, there is no connection. Mm-hmm. They are acting. They are actors. They are actresses. And they're performing for the people. Yeah. Period. And so um, with porn, of course, it's teaching you, like, how to do this, how to do that. And but they have a time limit too yeah so that's great sometimes you don't see them on a 15 or a 30 because it only goes to a two minute to a five minute (laughs) (laughs) right 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 no you are absolutely right and you know and so this is where our teachers our teachers like okay let me hurry up and see this and bust one because this is just a five minute or two minute situation so when you're doing your thing this is all about hurrying up hurrying up and you feel you're you know you don't think of it but you're operating like you are like putting a coin in you and you're pressing a button you better like you know clap your hands and perform yeah and do something and when you get with a, a partner there's no connection you just like porn you just go to yeah or if you did have some form of um intimacy of hugging before you know the sexual encounter happened and then all of a sudden the intimacy of just holding and caressing, kissing, that loses once porn is, in, I mean, once sex is introduced. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a trip. That's a trip. Um, something that, oh, and I don't think I've ever been this vulnerable because I've, I've never really been open about sex on this podcast. Uh-huh. But something I've experienced in my journey is uh, I think I used to see sex as such a dirty thing. Uh huh. That when I would be with a partner that, and we'll just say intimacy in general, but when I was with a partner that I was very attracted to or I cared about, it almost made it hard to perform with that partner. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, I, I guess my my question in reference to that is like, how do how do we get over the shame and, and normalize like, you know, I guess like that anxiety of performing? Mm -hmm. um, it really, when it comes down to like how to get over the shame, um, it's not gonna happen overnight and it's not gonna happen in a few months, really because it just it's just that unpeeling the layers of being comfortable and then stepping into your power of Man. self and speaking up for yourself. Yeah. And so advocating for yourself. Yeah. And advocating for yourself as far as like what you want and not, and you know, I know it's so cliche. It's just like, don't worry about what people think, but it's like, in hindsight, people do judge. Yeah, of course. You know, on social media, whether it's you posting a picture, you're posting, you know, something that came out sloppy when you cook something like you were, you were constantly judged. Yeah. And so, and it's really about stepping, really getting in that empowerment of, of, of myself. Yeah. And it's like knowing, like really exploring. Yeah. And going beyond what is people talking about? Because, you know, of course, this was said to me too. And like, this is, it was never explained. They're like, oh, if you're doing this, you're sinning. You're doing that. You're sinning. Mm -hmm. You're having these thoughts. It's like you're lusting and you're sinning. And, you know, because I, I had a child um, at a young age, I was like, I was 18, but still, like, in some eyes, it was really, really young. And in even going to doctor visits, I would have nurses, even though it was so illegal to do, but a lot wow. of them preaching to me about how I sinned. To yeah. ask for forgiveness, and um, and they would be praying over me, and it was wow. yeah, it was the whole like talk about shame. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's James Woods, aka that yoga dude. With feel free, to feel free. I'm learning to go with the flow. The flow of how I'm feeling, the flow of what I'm thinking, the flow of what I'm going through. Noticing what's popping up for me, noticing what direction I'm going in, and learning to just go with the flow. And what helps me to go with the flow is breathing, just like the flow of my breath. Easy inhales, easy exhales. Nice, strong, relaxing, calming breaths. Allow me to flow in a direction that my life, my purpose, my highest self needs to flow in. Let's take three deep breaths that continue flowing in our body and within our lives. One, two, three, deep inhale. in your shoulders softening the mind just being here in the moment letting yourself go with the flow as we flow 
we flow towards freedom. And as always, feel free to feel free. And namaste. Peace. Um, Something that just popped in my head right now is how do you see like us as partners like creating safety for mm. our partners and mm. for ourselves really it comes down to like communication mm. and and really i mean it's really really important like communicating and communicating on on especially knowing like what is it that you want yeah what do they want because if they're just like oh you know i'm just going with the flow let's have a good time you have to be in your power to be okay i'm going with the flow to have a good time too but don't be disappointed and set yourself up if there's no sacred connection yeah because many times a lot of people don't know what love is. Yeah. And if they did encounter some love or said it or did it, whatever it may, may be, most, most likely they were loved wrong. And if they are saying they're emotionally unavailable, they you know, are just going to like focus on self, that it means that they were shown love wrong. Yeah. And when love comes along, when uh, nicety come al- comes along, then another thing that comes into play is self-worth. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I feel worthy of this love yeah. because all my life I've been taught to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. I would have been instilled, I've been instilled of instill, instilling fear in me. Yeah. Right? Um, and so it's like bringing back, bring, circling back, doing your, doing your exploration um, of of self, of just information that is out there and really gathering with, with connecting with people that like have that understanding too. And not, you know, it's like, because if you're like a free butterfly spirit and, you know, and you're coming into a place where it's like, oh no, we don't do this. We don't do that. And we Mm -hmm. don't do that. Then not knocking it. Then that is not, that is not your circle. I agree with that. And something you mentioned in that was communication. And I think communication is such a key. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to find that sometimes you have to ask people, like, what is the value of sex to them? Mm -hmm. Because some people use it as a way to cope. Absolutely. And that's where the whole uh, the communicating thing comes along of like, well, listen, like, if we're gonna, you know, have it either if it's during or it's before or it's after, and it's like, look, I'm not porn. You need to take, you know, I'm not a 15, I'm not a 30. You need to take your, you know, like I, I want you to take your time with me. Yeah. And this is just speaking up your needs. Yeah. And then it goes into, you know, you need to t- communicate and ex- tell what is it, what is it you like. Yeah. Because you, we expect people to be mind readers. Because in porn, you know, oh, they're doing everything. You know, oh, they, there's no communication. There's yeah. no, just, it's just noise. Yeah. 
Yeah. What would you consider, I guess, and I don't want to use the word normal, but what would be like a, I guess if we were to heal ourselves in yeah. that space, what would be like an average time? And, and I guess it, the time doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but just like taking your time, what, what does that even look like? If that, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Um, taking your time, like, with self and exploring, like, that yeah. sexual healing. Yeah. Um, well, one, you can enroll into... Exactly. <laughs> Give it to them. Give it to them. <laughs> you can enroll into my course, um, the Art of Pleasure um, course, and where you could either do uh, a eight-week program or you can apprentice and wow. do like a nine-month apprenticeship wow so like we dive in deep and um like not only for yourself but then you know you'll be teaching the art of pleasure way of nature ho of raka like out there wow. mm-hmm. and i'm curious to know what is the response of men to your your teachings um is is respect Okay. Yeah, it's respect because like I have a lot of different communities and and that's what led me to you know not only work with women but then there's men coming to me as well. Yeah. And um, and not only were they talking about like just you know being vulnerable, which was beautiful, like just especially young men, and you yeah. would think like it's men you know in their 50s 60s 70s you know they're trying to be vulnerable but no but this is where my you know the journey of what i do came into play because now there are men as young in their 20s late 20s that are you know developing even prostate issues yeah and uh like reproduction stuff and even um impotency at at being impotent at in their 20s yeah and no one would ever think that yeah but it's just because of the way of life of the diet of stress Mm -hmm. i mean we are under so much stress yes and um and that you know and they're it's affecting you know their relationships um and of course their self-worth and so that is Mm. what led me to like want to work with men that's why i started like a separate component um doing lines then and i um working together with an, uh, a medical doctor, which is also a integrative doctor for, um, who specializes in the microbiome, the gut, wow. and endocrinology. And so it was just, you know, that support vessel was just like, like me. And then you had another like supporter for me, and then it was all men. And so it'd be led by uh, a woman. And I was just, you know, I'm there to, like, hold space. And here uh, I was like, this is happening individually. I was like, why don't I just get, you know, whoever, like, resonates with the divine masculine. Like, here's your chance to, like, let's talk about it. All the questions you want to know, like, if the medical-wise as well, like, you know, you have him too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really dope. That's really dope. Um, Yeah, that's special. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to also talk about another role that you play. And um, I'm not too familiar with it other than I've heard Erica Badu uh-huh. say that she does it. But what is a doula exactly? A doula is someone who supports um, someone in the process of whatever may be. So you always, you know, you hear about a birth doula. 
they're yeah. a supporter um, and, and, and helping someone in through the entire process of bringing uh, life. Yeah. Um, and then you also have, you have a birth, you have a postpartum. So postpartum is someone to support, someone to support someone bringing their body, uh, mind, and soul back to balance after having um, a baby. Yeah. And, and that's the support of either, you know, nourishing meals, uh, getting their body back, like so many com components, right? Yeah. And then um, you have the death and the grief doula. And this is someone who's able to support someone through a process of transitioning. Yeah. And that can be on many levels of whether, um, you know, you're with a loved one. And you're by, you know, it's, uh, in my case, I was by myself. I, yeah. My... Uh, my father, he was in New Orleans. I didn't know anybody in New Orleans. Oh, wow. And yeah, and so here he's in this hospital, and um, they're putting him already in hospice care, which I didn't know hospice care can be done at a hospital. Wow. And so it's all these ma many layers of things. And so I had to be like my own nurse, my own doctor, um, as I'm seeing the monitor, the screen, to help support him so his quality of life while he has his time here and then to keep my sanity yeah and then of course you know not only is that transition of like life but you know somebody who whether it's grieving a, a heartache a grieving a miscarriage you know grieving um just so many things of there's grief of grief wow. of death wow you know how do you take care of yourself while being in that role um, definitely it has the perks of um, living on my own where like I have enough time to decompress yeah. and have alone time yeah and that is to uh, just really rest yeah when I need to 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 soak my body whether it's in my tub or I go elsewhere yeah. and I'm like soaking in a tub or and doing a cold bath and yeah. um, getting body work done. Um, doing Reiki. Well, one thing that's beneficial for myself because I could do Reiki, so I could do Reiki I on love myself. Reiki, yes. And so, and if you know, if you're blessed to be around like people who can offer it, like all those things help. Anything yeah. helps. Yeah. Wow. Even if it's someone to just be there with you to go to the store. Yeah. And have a meal with you. Yeah. All those things. Watch a movie. Yeah. yeah. So community is important. Community, community support is very, very important. Yeah. I, like, without community support, like, I don't think I could heal. I would say, in a, in a fast enough manner, like I I have. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What is, what is that like to be, I guess, a death doula, like being being there for people in in like that moment. Mm. Um. Which which moment? I guess like, cause have you have you ever been like a, cause it's a death doula like, where someone when they're passing or something like it that. It could be someone with their passing, yeah. or they, um, if someone experienced a loved okay. one pants, okay. passing. So yeah. either 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 role. So how do I show up for yeah. them? Um, I mean, really, it's it, it takes really a lot of strength yeah. to to. To be in, to be in that because if you're still 
processing your own emotions and you're not ready, then please don't step to be there for someone in that capacity. Like yeah. if you want to show up for someone by taking them, let's go eat, let, yeah. you know, let's go to the store, show up in a capacity that you can. Yeah. Um, and there's different ways of holding space for someone um, as a grief or a, a death doula. Yeah. So I mean, it's a, it's the same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you where do you find strength? Like where do you pull strength from? Where do I pull strength from? Really, um, ha- having having faith and 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 trusting faith. Yeah. And I think, which. Um, uh, there's a lot of instances in my life where faith, you know, I don't want to say was tested, but yeah. definitely my patience and really believing um, and having an understanding and sometimes not having an understanding. Yeah. And really it's come, it just comes to a point of like, okay, just I see it. I um, acknowledging like so many, like whatever emotions that are coming. Um, and really no point in the finger at anybody yeah. and not expecting anyone to save me because no one's coming. Yeah. Yeah. No one's coming. Um, and really it's about being there for yourself really. So you have to be your own everything. Yeah. And it's beautiful when there's other people, your community that, you know, are behind you and they, you know, can lift you, but really you have to stand strong. Yeah. Because talking from anyone who's in jail, just got out of jail, in the hospital, whatever it may be, is that everyone will say, no one owes you anything. Yeah. You have to, you know, be there for yourself. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Um, And my last question for this segment is, what keeps you doing the work that you do? Uh, what keeps me doing? Um... Knowing that I can hold, be be someone's comfort, to be really like, like, a, like divine mother, medicine. Yeah. And with no judgment. Yeah. And seeing, hearing people, their stories, um, and just watching the 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 process of them involving and trusting me and then trusting themselves yeah that's beautiful mm. and now it's time for ask me a question Okay. So here I got some questions from our listeners. Okay. And I will start with my first question from Mijin, um, which she mentioned that she got a bracelet from you. And I got one as well, and I'm so hurt that I lost that bracelet in uh, Mexico. When I went to Mexico mm. with Angie um, and Amanda. Sorry, okay. Angie and Amanda. Okay. It fell off when I got hit by a wave and that shit hurt. But um, Mijin wanted to know, 
What is your intentionality when making your bracelets? Mm, see, for any jewelry that I do, whether it's the bracelets, whether it's the waist beads, ankles, necklaces, it's all really I channel in the individual that I make. And I think that's why I custom make because I try doing like, okay, making 10 of the same things, five of the same things. And I was like, I cannot do that to 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 whoever comes to support me that's for real um because you everyone has a one of a kind you may have similar beads but everyone has a one of a kind and i'm channeling in whatever is needed for anyone at that moment in time um because nothing is forever and yeah. so when you losing that bracelet and you i spoke in i spoke intention and then I ask you know everyone before yeah. you put it on you speak yours so if you lose you you lost that piece that meant that it served mm. its purpose for mm. you and on to a new that. one yeah. I believe that yeah. that's real <laughs> um, so some of these questions might stay anonymous okay because uh, some of the people ask for their names not to be given okay but uh, the first question is, what is one tip that you have for a single person and one tip that you have for couples okay. in relation to eroticism? Okay. Um, as far as, like, are there, is, is it exploring the sense of self? Like, it was very general. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, if you would like to come to Soul to Soul. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey. Please come to Soul to Soul and we, you know, we dive into like that where you come, where you're doing, it's an immersive experience mm -hmm. where you, you're you taking yourself out. So this is the artist way thing too, is taking yourself or um, on a date or going with um, a beloved or you're coming with friends and, and so, so this what i would what i would say and i guess the connection of self um with sex so are is it with sacred self or um, just sex it was it just said one tip for singles and one tip for couples um well you have two different dualities yeah so with me like do you want to go side a do you want to go side b mm. but i think we always go to side b first so i would start with the sacred of yeah. connection of self and so the tip of of uh connecting with sacred self number one is where are you at within your power mm -hmm. and with your self-worth yeah and and then from there with the sacred self then i would say to further explore more of yourself mm -hmm. and that could be with touch that could be also what is it that you like what is mm. it you like to eat how you know do you want to go fast when you eat do you want to go slow do you want to go with Raka's nature holds method of like i am not a 15 and i am <laughs> hey, not a 30 <laughs> you need that on a t-shirt <laughs> That needs to be a T-shirt. Like I, you know, like I am not porn. Yeah, you know, you don't yeah. rush up into a temple, sacred temple. Okay. You know, 
So that's with my thing with like before we go to, you know, anybody because we do all that with porn and everything else and being being trained to be on a 15 and a 30. Yeah. You know, everyone is just like, you know, just going but not having connection with self first. Yeah. And then if two two individuals have connection with self and, you know, just the exploration and the communicating with self and the love, the self-worth, like all of that. And then when you come in with somebody, you'll know if, because not everybody wants to go deep with you. Right, yeah, yeah. Everybody just wants the safe and like, let's just do this and we separate. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about things. Yeah. They don't want to look in people's eyes. Yeah. And that's the thing with sacred self can you look at yourself in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Or do you shy away? Can you look at your body naked in the mirror? Mm. And if you can't do all those things, then right now it's not a time to have sacred conne- connection. You need to work on with self. Rocket, you speaking right now. <laughs> you speaking right now, for real. Yeah. So... Okay, um, the second question was, do you find discrimination being a doula and an erotic educator of color? Um, sometimes, yes, because it's like, it's like I'm having to fight and speak up who I am, my worth for uh, uh, like this is my ancestral practice yes and you still want me to prove myself to you yeah and so yeah it's sometimes is that this journey has been very disappointing and especially now like there's a whole bunch of healers you know mm-hmm, coming out mm-hmm. like since pandemic everyone now is a healer <laughs> everyone is a yogi everyone's a guru and and you know for some of us like we've walked this path and, you know, and, and it's in our DNA to do some certain stuff. Because sometimes of we do course. things, we don't know how we did it, what it came, because it's in the DNA. Yeah. And no one can replicate that. Damn. But we just get certified, but because this is a Western thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, for instance, like, if we had to go back to, like, our ancestors and ask them or, you know. It wasn't gr- no certification. No, so, you know, it's asking them, like, Oh, really? Oh, you think you know how to make this? You make that? Where, where do you, what school did you go to for culinary school? And they will look at you like, right. you better get away from me. Right. <laughs> you know? That's hilarious, but so true. Mm-hmm. Damn. But, you know, in truth, it's like you do, I feel you still continue to do research and keep yourself educated in yeah. everything. But, yeah, I definitely, there's a lot of discrimination. Now, I really have to, like, fight hard. And it's really sad. I have to have um, fellow sisters that are white to speak on my behalf so that I could be heard and seen sometimes. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, I don't know if we asked this during the episode, but mm-hmm. what is the most rewarding thing about being a doula? 
the most rewarding thing about being a doula, I, it's just... Because there's three, like I explained, the three different stages um, of, of my being, me being a doula. And so with the birth, with post-birth and death, I think it all circles back into gather, how do you gather and you pick yourself up? Yeah. After a hard situation. Mm-hmm. Because birth is not easy. And, I mean, dealing with something that's happening in your body is not easy. easy. After a birth is not easy. And, the you know, the end of life is not easy. Yeah. So it's really about how do you pick yourself up after this? What tools, what resources, how are you communicating? How are you empowering yourself? All those things. So it comes back in a full circle, yeah. um, which goes back to Tantra. It goes back to sacred self, sacred connection. That's real. Yeah. And my last question is, well, my last statement is, do you have any tips for overcoming sexual trauma? Tips for overcoming sexual Really, it's about don't have expect, expectation of the time it takes you to heal because everyone's journey is different. Um, most importantly is to be present, to really, when you do something, you know, show up because you want to show up. And if you don't feel like doing it, like doing something, you don't have to. And it's really honoring self. Man. And building that trust and confidence with self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real. And I really appreciate you sharing that because I feel like a lot of people, shit, even in myself at times have felt like, you know, almost like that obligation mm-hmm. of doing something. So I appreciate you sharing that. And it goes back to people pleasing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It goes and back that's to why people. you got to heal that shit. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. It goes back to people pleasing, and it's, you know, the whole attachment and the rejection and all of that. Yeah. So. That's real. Mm-hmm. So now we have made it to our segment, Five Questions of Freedom, sponsored by Feel Free to Feel Free. So I'm going to ask you five questions. Some of them are this or that, and some you can answer any way you would like to. But our first question is Beyonce or Rihanna? Ooh, mm, I would say Beyonce. Okay, okay. Mm. I'll probably go Beyonce too. Mm-hmm. Second question is Nipsey or Pac? Ooh, um, I would say Nipsey. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. That's what's up. Third question is what does it mean to be a nature hoe? What does it mean to be a nature hoe? It just means to. I think we circle back to it. It's about weaving in and being the breath and cycle that all that is of life. And it is sex. It is love. It is trust. It is nature. Yeah. You know, just encompassing and embodying all that and being free. Yeah. That's what's up. Fourth question is... 
what is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Oh. Fuck the fears. Oh, I felt that in my soul. <laughs> I felt that in my soul. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last question is, what is one reminder that you want to leave for your future self? Um. Continue the life of truth, of empowerment, of sensuality, of sexuality, and feeling that all there is, and being with one that all there is, and being free. This was up, Rocco. Rocco, where can the people find you? You can find me at on Instagram at official nature ho no e or www.natureho.noe.com. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Rocka, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. And thank y'all for tuning in. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Peace. Thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, please leave a review, rate the show, let people know what you think. Let me know what you think. I love to hear from y'all. Also, if you would like to further support the show, you can go to www.theartoflettinggopodcast.com where you can find merch. Um, We have a Patreon now that you can sign up for. Also, if you would like to be a guest, you can send a request to be a guest also you can ask me a question you know we have this section on the show called ask me a question where the listeners get to ask me a question yeah (laughs) so whatever you guys would like to ask please send it in um thank y'all so much for tuning in i think that's all i have for you this week but you know if something comes up it'll probably end up on social media but thank y'all for tuning in and this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go